All right, guys, welcome back to the Pursuit of Property podcast. We have our fourth episode of January already. Yeah. And uh, today we are joined by our good friend, Ashley Full. Ashley is a realtor, investor, mother, the president-elect of the Fresno Associations or Greater Fresno Women's Council of Realtors. And it's a long title. <laughs> we, were, we were practicing before this and it didn't work. And uh, we're here today just to talk about uh, how Ashley balances having so many different titles and so many different jobs. And I think uh, Ashley does a really good job of showing how busy people still get things done. Love it. Well, Ashley, start us off. How did you get started in the business? Tell us a little bit about just who Ashley is, what she does, what she loves, everything, all that good stuff. Sure. Love it. Super happy to be here, guys. Thanks for having me. Um, I got started in real estate. It'll be four years this year. Um, Scott and I started on the same team, the Clayson Group. Benny mm-hmm. Clay was my realtor. So when it was my <laughs> actually my husband's idea to become a realtor, I thought he was crazy. I was like, I don't want to sell <laughs> stuff. That's not me. But I was interested in the flexibility. My husband mm-hmm. works crazy long hours and a lot of hours. So we knew that I couldn't go back and punch a clock nine to five because I have to be there for my kids. I have two girls. 11 and 8, soon to be 12 and 9 next month, 6th uh, grade and 3rd grade, so we're really busy there in sports, gymnastics, archery, diving, you name it, we're in it, Girl Scouts, all the good stuff. So mm-hmm. uh, so he was my realtor, loved him, he was great, great guy. Uh, I happened to call him, he goes, wow, it's funny that you called me because I just had a meeting with my future business partner, Jason Pritchard, I think we're going to start a team, um, love to have you come in. Well, so, and did you know Benny beforehand or how, how did, did you, you get connected Benny? with yeah. Benny? Cause I didn't even know that story. That's crazy. I think I know this. Yeah. So he, it was his open house on his property. Oh, now my no house. Way. So no it was way. just him standing there chilling <laughs> and it was his family friend's home and they had already moved on. So, and he was holding the open house and this was, you know, this was five years ago. So right. the open houses were not busy. Yes. So he was just hanging out by himself and I, we walked into this house and it was a little over our budget. And I fell in love with it. And I told my husband, I was like, we can't do that again. Like, I love that house so much. Benny was super nice. He followed up with us when I think they did a little price reduction or something. Mm-hmm. And then he just took really good care of us. He did both sides, but we really liked him. And then he, I knew he was my first phone call when I had any questions. Because, you know, Benny, he's like yeah. super easy to talk to, yeah. really nice. So he was yeah. my first phone call. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's been four years. Obviously, you've done pretty well. You've got uh, a lot of sales under your belt. You crush either of us, and you now also are really, really involved in a whole bunch of different, like, uh, outside of just the sales part of real estate, you're you're in the leadership. So right. how do you even, like, Kate and I sometimes get bogged down just selling houses. Like, how do you even divvy up your time? Yeah, I know it's hard. I honestly attribute so much of it to how we started with the really? Jason Group. They downloaded just, it's exactly why you guys are successful is why I'm successful. The discipline that we learned in our schedule, you have to show up. You know, uh, keep your emotions in check, treat people right, be here for the people over the profits first and everything mm-hmm. else, you know, circles back around. So it's definitely that discipline. Yeah. I knew getting into it um, that I was going to have to be more disciplined. I didn't want to be that, uh, honestly, coming from being a housewife to do, you know what I mean? Doing nothing, taking care of my family. I didn't want to go just sit at a cubicle somewhere. We have a super high failure rate in real estate and I knew that was not going to be good for me. And yeah. I had never done sales before. So I really balanced what the team was going to look like. And in my first interview, when I did sit down with them, they were like, oh, we're the first ones here in the morning and we're the last ones to leave. And I was like, Whoa. I was like, I can't, I can't do that. I'm going to be yeah. really honest with you. And I promised myself that I was going to be honest with them and myself. 
And I said, I can't do that, but I bet you I can run circles around people in half the amount of time just because I only have one speed. Right. Fast. (laughs) Sprinting. Yeah. I even wash the dishes fast. (laughs) Honestly, I do. I only have one speed. So how was it adjusting? Well, four years ago, how did it start for you balancing, I mean, two kids, husband, now two dogs, um, wife, mother, now brand new agent, now seasoned agent. How has that transition been from the very beginning to now? Sure. It was really hard in the beginning. I'm not going to lie. Like uh, Scott and I had to show up at 830 every morning to script. No excuses, (laughs) right? We had team meetings. We practiced. We went. We uh, previewed property. We door knocked. We did everything. I was really thankful. There was a reason why I waited to go back to work until my kids were in school full time. And that really helped. So I Mm -hmm. had from 845 till 245 every day to do what what we needed to do. And I maximized as much as much of that time as possible. But it is important to to state that I worked full time like crazy learning and I still did pretty much nothing. No business my first year in real estate. Yeah. Like I always want to remind people of that. Like I'm successful now and doing really good, but you have to put in that time. Like Scott and I both, we had months and months where we were just grinding and we didn't have a yeah. lot to show for. You're it. one of the few people <laughs> that you and I still joke about the days where we would go to Costco yep. because we couldn't afford anywhere yes, else. And slice of pizza. Yeah, we get a slice of pizza and like it was like you can't even go to Seven Eleven to get like a, a Coke or anything. Yeah. Like no, you need to go back to the office and you can drink some water out of a mug. <laughs> and then we and there were days when you know weeks when we would get Starbucks and weeks when we couldn't afford Starbucks. Right. <laughs> it was an interesting thing, and uh, it was really funny because we came from such different backgrounds. But in that moment, you and I are both very on the same page. Yes. It was like right now, all I can do is yes. try to find a sale. Yes. <laughs> and I was disciplined in that, even though I do have my husband supporting me and stuff like that. That my business needed to pay for itself and mm-hmm. it needed to be disciplined in that also and not yeah. out here spending money and and stuff like that so yeah i mean but the balance was hard but i did that by being disciplined and i, lo- I learned from the best on how to do that yeah you definitely had some good mentors yeah when you're when you were starting obviously you, you like you said you were putting in a lot of time and not having a lot of sales like one of the reasons we wanted to have you in is because Kate and i don't have the perspective that some people have about how to balance the work life with sure. a family Like what, how would that conversation go with your family? Yeah. So I'm lucky in that. And a lot of people have asked me that as well. I'm lucky in that um, my husband in doing what he does, he works nights and weekends and he always has. So for our family, it's always been really flexible, right? Like I think it would have been harder if my husband would have a nine to five job and then we would be transitioning into mom working nights and weekends and flexible hours. But instead he works, you know, he sometimes days, uh, swing shift nights as a lineman. So Mm -hmm. he we were all used to that. I actually think that would really, really helped us. And my, and again, my, this was my husband's idea. Yeah. <laughs> so he yeah. had to support me because right? this was his idea. He brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> so he was really supportive, but it, it, we've done definitely gone through some growing pains in that. How do I still continue to do everything that yeah. I, I did before? I w- I'm still the Girl Scout troop leader. I have been for, I think this is five or six years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did not want to give that up. Yeah. I want to be there for everything for my kids. I'm still the person that takes them to school and picks them up every day and that stuff couldn't change. Mm-hmm. So, but it's about being realistic with yourself on mm-hmm. what you can do and with the people that you work for. Yeah. Setting expectations. Absolutely. And going back to like with, with it being the 845 to 245, right? Just in that time frame, how... Well, my thing would be, right, you've got clients pulling you left and right in this business, right? And when you go and you tell them, 
I can only do things between <laughs> eight forty-five and two forty-five. Did that have like what effect did that have in conversations with your clients or sure. on your business? Because at least with the buyer side showings and you got to deal with other people's schedules too. And it can be freaking nuts. Yep. So it was really hard and you always start basically as a buyer's agent when you get started. So it was, I showed a lot. Uh, Maggie was three when I started in real estate two going into three. Uh, So I brought her along and everybody loved it truly. Mm -hmm. And again, I was honest with my clients. I can't show you at 315. I have to pick up my kids, but how about we do four o'clock? I'll be there. Right. Yeah. Um, or I would, you know, put dinner in the crock pot. If I had to show at 530, if six o'clock, then, you know, at this time, my kids could not stay at home alone at all, even for an hour. So I had neighbors to help and really had to be flexible. But honestly, they spent my second summer in real estate. Uh, they spent the, like a lot of the summer in the car riding around with me and they would, they would earn trips to Starbucks. We did games That's where like awesome. the three showings, you know, three <laughs> days uh, of showings and they got to earn a Starbucks and stuff like that. So, and honestly, I was honest with my clients and they loved the girls and my girls, as you know, are super, super outgoing and social. So yeah, they would yeah. say the funniest things <laughs> oh, yeah. in the houses and honestly, they, my clients loved it and it's, it's me, right? Right. It's you have out. to be genuine with yourself. Yes. Yeah, you definitely have the blessing of having two daughters who are very friendly. Yes. You know, I definitely can think of people who have kids that couldn't have done that. Yes. But you're, I can still see your girls like in the Yukon, like yep. rolling down the window like, hi, yes. you know. So. Yeah, they, they loved it and my clients loved it. So and and then on the opposite side of that, though, it's important to remember that I, so I didn't drop the ball on my clients ever. Right. So I took the time to think about what I had time for or when I could fit them in. And I worked really hard and I never dropped the ball on anybody unless I absolutely had to, you know, um, sick kids or something like that aside. But that's when I had my team, you know, I could rely on you guys and I had people behind me. And that was the other thing I would add to that is uh, because I was up front with the Clayson group in the very beginning on what I could offer, but I, how hard I could work and the commitment level I had never once in those two and a half years did did anyone ever make me feel bad about having to miss out on a meeting or go home or call in instead never once yeah yeah because i mean it that's being a mom wife fan like that's always priority and first if you were missing out on all this stuff i'm sure all of us would have been like what are you doing here go leave go (laughs) go do this go do that and the other but you guys know not every group is like that not every workplace is like that you know yeah unfortunately yeah um it's an interesting transition because when we came over to keller williams obviously we let go of the iron key family you know in that relationship that we had and you obviously stayed behind it was definitely a sad moment for all of us i know i I actually remember crying about it. Yep. I remember that. Lots of tears. Because it was a hard decision for you. And yep. I remember we both had a long conversation because we were at a similar point. Right. What was that like when all of a sudden the team aspect was gone? And so it's funny because you remember, um, Scott, we used to sit around and say, <laughs> so Jason told us one day early on that the goal was to have Scott and I not be on the team someday. Right. I remember. I remember that. Yeah. We both agreed. We're like, what the hell? I don't want to ever be off this team. It was because he was saying the whole goal of the Clayson group was to train up agents so that they could, you know, fly away from the nest and do do exactly what we got trained to do on their own. And we both had the same reaction. We're like, wait, no, what? No, we don't want to go anywhere ever. Yeah. So that was honestly one of the, it was 
the hardest professional decision I've ever made in my life. And maybe of anything personal or professional, that was really, really hard. And there was a lot of tears and a lot of hard conversations. Mm-hmm. And um, and again, the way that uh, Benny and Jason handled that is why we're still good friends today. Because they want nothing, you know, but the best for me. And that was their whole goal was to, you know, get me to where I could go out on my own and, mm-hmm. and create my own thing. Yeah. Well, and it's not it's not the aspect of of well losing the core group right but that you still got the whole team i mean we had the whole iron key family over there right so it was good that you had still everybody to fall back to everybody uh that we know and love over there too so um yeah that was that was uh i remember going i remember meeting at uh, where were we? We were Jason's old house and like catered yes. Chipotle yep. <laughs> and we were all sitting around and then we were like, we were caught off guard for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was curious because for us, when we came over to Keller Williams, not a lot changed right away. Right. Cause we, we kept our schedules. We sat in cubicles right next to mm-hmm. each other that like the core Clayson business model was still going. Yeah. Um, you and I connected a couple times shortly after obviously you had you know with covid and all this you had oh to take gosh. care of the girls yeah. all of a sudden you're two you know you're 845 to 245 change like how did your 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 balance change i'm gonna be really honest with you guys in 2020 i did little to no real estate i think i did 1.8 million dollars in sales that year like just really i really had to i had to take a back seat mm-hmm. because not only were my kids not at school during that time but i was also their teacher like Maggie was in first grade, mm-hmm. so she couldn't do anything on her own. Right. And, and she's my busy. Years. Oh, my gosh. Yes. It was, it's where you learn to read. First grade is where you learn to read. And so and she's my busy one. Yeah. Right. Claire, my older daughter, is um, a very good student as far as she's disciplined. She likes she even keeps her room clean. She likes to read. Maggie is not. And she was my <laughs> younger one in first grade and couldn't read. Mm-hmm. Really. So because in March, they, you know, they can read a little bit, but not not enough to read the instructions on any of her assignments. Mm -hmm. So I I could not put her, you know, to do her stuff by herself. So I had to be her teacher that year. So that's in my truly being honest with you. I did had to step back and did a little to no real estate. It's more impressive that you that you were able to do that. And now that you're even sitting. I was about to say kudos to you for selling like two million dollars worth of real estate while being a full time teacher, mom wife i mean basically doing 50 jobs in one and our our girl scout troop also stepped up for really for the community that year too so i we did more for the community uh in that year and we had the creek fire and all that stuff was going on kind of a similar time yeah so i did a lot of that kind of stuff at that time as well well and let's transition and talk about a little bit about the the leadership roles right so Girl Scout troop leader for what four or five years? Yeah, I think years? this is my fifth cookie season coming up. Fifth That's cookie season coming up, my favorite <laughs> season. There we go, and then now president elect of the Fresno Association of Realtors, Fresno chapter. <laughs> <laughs> women's, so, women's council women's council of realtors, of realtors Fresno chapter. It's hard to say it when you have to say it. <laughs> yes. I know. So, um, what make? Because those are you know. Uh, you're not getting paid to do either of those, right? Right. Like you're signing up for those leadership roles and committing time and effort and all this outside of all the other craziness. What makes you want to serve in positions like that? Sure. Um, that's definitely because at, at heart, I'm a teacher. I'm a leader. You know, I like to lead people. I'm, I'm not as good as a follower. (laughs) 
So I <laughs> back to <laughs> your one speed. <laughs> exactly, it's true. Just to be honest with you, right? I like to. I just automatically step into that role. Mm-hmm. And that stuff is fun to me. It's what I keep telling people over and over, especially the Girl Scout stuff and the helping plan events for Women's Council. That stuff is fun. So I, um, one of the things I learned early on was to cut out a lot of TV and stuff that you know doesn't mean a lot, you know, scrolling on social media. Mm-hmm. Instead, I fill my time with stuff like that. I read books. I join that mastermind group book clubs, and I do my Girl Scout projects. Mm-hmm. And again, as fast as I could, I transitioned to being the ulti- you know the top leader of our troop. And so I delegate now. I have other three other leaders that do stuff. Yeah. So they do a lot of the you know the smaller nitty gritty. Yeah, exactly. And they help the little girls, and so I have the older girls and get to develop them as leaders and business skills which is exactly where I'm suited. And with Women's Council, it was a way for me to get connected. Truly, the reason why I was able to go from such little sales to the sales and success I've had in the past 18 months is because of all the women in real estate and and everybody in real estate in general that I know because of Women's Council. Like a lot of people know me now specifically because of that. Outside of Iron Key, that's how they know me. So the networking is big. And what do you attribute? You said the past 18 months. I know when we connected a little while ago, or maybe it was seeing it on social media, the amount like freaking crushing it, right? <laughs> what do you, I mean, the work-life balance is still pretty much this girls are back in school. So it's still yep. the same time period, right? Yes. So um, obviously starting out, you're not going to have the whole clientele four years into it. You're going to have a little bit more yep. of that, right? To yes. propel your business. But right. what else do you attribute freaking skyrocketing like that too? Well, um, it's the, the referrals and the tapping into friends and family. I've done it like they, our kids at school and everything has been my total focus, all of our family and friends, you know, that we have there. And then we really, um, my husband is one of my biggest supporters and he talks to anybody and everybody about me. He's the Absolutely. extrovert. <laughs> yeah. He's the extrovert of the family. I'm definitely the secret introvert of the family. So he just told every, you know, the linemen, everybody got them behind me in 2021. And that was that a is huge, awesome. dream, yeah. you know, big price points, big, you know, good people, you know, salt of the earth people that I really love working with. Yeah, it's really funny because we, we didn't even plan on talking about it, but we always uh, see that whenever there's somebody in business, like if their spouse is not sure. like fully supporting behind, it definitely drags you down. Yep. And Laramie's a great example of somebody who from day one has been like, pumping you as yep. a, as a realtor <laughs> so true. he's been pumping you as the investor like yep. trying to get investment deals and yes, so it's so true he's like look at that car with all the spider webs underneath it right he's like that's that gotta house. be that he's house right me addresses. he really is he's been sending me addresses for years yeah i mean laramie's an unsung hero in this podcast too we don't ever sure. talk about it but him being uh supportive of that is real probably has to be a big portion of your success oh, huge, too yeah knowing that you don't go home to somebody who's resentful that you're trying to you know, go this route. He was my number one referral source for last year, for sure. Well, and when you said that, I was thinking of, you had a big like million dollar listing that came from one of the linemen, right? Was it on knees or something right there on knees? That was a beautiful home. I had two, two, because it was my one on Indianola was gorgeous as well. It was Mm -hmm. the lineman property as well. That's awesome. I had uh, three or four or five this year kind of sprinkle off from that, but two really big ones. Yeah. Yeah. Two gorgeous acreage properties this year. Well, and let's look forward a little bit. So you're going to be stepping into your president-elect role when? We actually transition in November, so I've been doing it for a little while. Oh, shoot. Okay, there we go. So looking forward to 2022, what are your goals? I don't know specifically 
um, your official volume recap for 2021, but are you looking to stay skyrocket again, <laughs> kind of keep things the way they are, but have other personal or uh, other goals and stuff like that? What are your What are your things for 2022? Yeah. And I do have to check myself because I'm I'm a pretty ambitious and uh, competitive person coming mm-hmm. from sports growing up. Yeah. So <laughs> I do have to check myself sometimes in that I have to have balance. So I can't just keep right selling yeah. all and just and because that even if you get referrals and you raise your average sales price and all that stuff, it still equates to more time. And mm-hmm. where do I want to balance? Right. Yeah. Right. And actually, I want to I just I want to grow a little bit, um, but I actually would like to write and do more things like that this year. I mm-hmm. started a collaboration with two other uh, women in business and we're going to launch that this year. I'd like to write a women in uh, business workbook this okay. year. So that's nice. One of my goals. Uh, it, we're really lacking in that space, so I'd like to do that. So that's a little bit more balance. I still want to keep, you know, pushing in real estate sales. My husband and I would like to buy some investment properties this year. It's been on our list for the last couple of years, but as you guys know, we've been pouring everything into our house. We bought that house mm-hmm. from Benny um, that needed to be completely remodeled. So we've been yeah. doing that. It's very large, so it's taken up a lot of our time and a lot of our money. So this year, we'd like to finally dive into that. Gotcha. So, do you guys want to look to buy rentals, Airbnbs? Yes. Mixture of the bolt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, and then, so obviously we own all of our stuff in Indiana. Are you trying to do it here in Fresno? Are you looking else, elsewhere? What are you thinking? Yeah, we probably won't buy in California. That's, yeah. that's a lo- common trend. <laughs> yep, exactly. So we're looking at Florida right now. We're looking at um, the West Coast. We like the Tampa Clearwater area. Um, so it'll probably be, I think, somewhere somewhere around there airbnb would be my yeah. first choice yeah. okay <laughs> just because you can get stuff pretty good there like 275 you can get a regular little house a 2-2 or 3-2 with a little yard maybe a hot tub a fenced in and like four minutes from the beach do you deal oh with any kind gosh. of I, on the west coast are you away from the hurricanes at that point because of the heat pretty much because it just you're a little insulated you still definitely get them but they don't get hit like the rest um, there is in the Tampa area, you have to watch out for like flood zones and stuff like mm. that. And they have the um, um, the red tide that comes in every year and kind of it's a blossom from, you know, all that kind of stuff. So there's different. It's like a different beast over there in the Tampa okay. area. Good but to not know. not quite as hurricane And then the panhandle is especially good for like investments. It's kind of exploding right now. A little less opportunity for cities and stuff, but that keeps the prices good. That's up more north. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And opportunities for the panhandle for the same stuff like rentals, Airbnbs yeah. or flips or yep. anything in there. The prices haven't skyrocketed as much because Florida's doing the same thing as Texas and Tennessee, yeah. right? So they yeah. have, you know, <laughs> doubled in price. So you have to be really careful. Yeah. Cause just like, um, Texas, Tennessee, Arizona, all those places, um, they don't traditionally, you know, the people's income isn't as high in California. We're a little spoiled here and what yeah. we can make. So you have to be really careful in those other places. Kind of like what we talked about with the equity climb yeah. out of California. We have to be careful, right? We, yeah. We're spoiled here in our equities, you know, 5% at least every year, mm-hmm. climbing, 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 even in bad or good times. And it's not the same in other places. So you have to be really careful about that. Yeah. Well, talking about equity, equity climb, I mean, <laughs> our our stuff in Indiana, we got dirt cheap and it's still probably the same <laughs> worth very slightly more just because a little bit, but but it's out mar- there, equity is not. It's marginally more, <laughs> but it's percentage-wise, it's climbed a lot. Oh, percentage, yeah, you know, because <laughs> it was so little line. to start yeah. with. So we're probably up in like the mid six sixties now. So we Ooh. bought them for three. They refinanced in between like forty nine and sixty five, mm-hmm. but so they're probably all remodel? closer to sixties. Yeah, yeah. 
but, but still probably five or ten yeah. years from now, maybe they'll be worth probably 75. Not, 80. <laughs> yeah. Probably worth 80. Yeah, not, but yeah. Have you that been, uh, have you been able to use any of these relationships or anything to help with your investing stuff? I mean, obviously you've, you're now, uh, in more groups. And so that helps with yep. investing. You have more people that think of you when they think oh, of yeah. investments. Right. How, do, how has all of that worked? So, uh, really well, I've, I used a couple of the apps that we used early on and I've stayed paying into them and they offer them to all my friends. Mm -hmm. So that's really kept me top of mind with them mm -hmm. and probably radar and all that stuff. And then um, Women's Council is everywhere. So the first place I go when I go out of state is I tap into real estate agent women and other that are a part of Women's Council. So then oh, they really? can refer me back business. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so talking to women over there, you know, in real estate in the Tampa and Clearwater area. Really? Because they'll give you more honest opinion. Right. right? They have a sense of like uh, oneness with you. Yes. They're going to give me the more the scope instead of just the, hey, come and buy real estate yeah. with me. Right. Which is what I want. Yeah. Yeah, build that gives you a chance to build that rapport up front and connect on something as to where if some randos just yes. reaching out to them from California, they're just going to want to brush it under the rug and not yeah. not oh, give you the time of day. That's so true. Right. We're originally from Iowa. I already told them I said we're going to like get use all like we're from Iowa. We're flying from Iowa. We're not from California. Not California. <laughs> just so they don't get that stigma. Change your phone number. Yeah, seriously, don't look up my phone number. Right. Uh, another thing too is a lot of these women in real estate in Florida have Airbnbs and investment properties so already. You know, they can oh. give me you know, and what the rules, the laws coming down the pipe are going to be in Florida, you know, because <clears throat> it's completely different in California here than Florida. So yeah. they're hopefully going to be a little bit more lenient, but there is maybe some new laws coming down. So I got, you know, get some answers about that. And yeah, I think they're OK. So do, from what I've heard, the Airbnb situation over there is good for at least for a while. Yeah. You know, five to seven years. We're pretty secure. After that, we're not quite sure. Are that. you thinking that you're going to self-manage or how are you going to handle it? Because um, with Airbnb, yeah. you know, you're going to have to handle all the communication, right. all the restocking. You have to have the cleaners. You think you guys are going to do all that communication remote? Maybe if it's just one. But as soon as I get past that, you know what I mean? Yeah. I might have to pay someone to do it. Yeah. And, you know, these realtors that I'm talking to can do that for me. Right. Oh, 100%. Right. Or so, have somebody who they can they refer have, to do it. Exactly. Yeah. So if we're one to two, probably I'll do most of it or they'll help me. And then after three or more, probably that's when I'll step up. Hmm depending awesome. on what we do. So that's pretty exciting. I would, I think I would rather do Airbnb over long-term rental for right now. Um, yeah, that's just kind of where we're at. Hmm. Partially only because we haven't found kind of what you found in Indiana than Florida yet because the prices are too high. Right. Yeah. The other thing we, were, we wanted to ask you is because you had brought up Laramie's going to have to step down for some surgeries this year. Uh, you've before he's been the breadwinner and he's been really taking care of taking care of the family financially this year is going to be a big year for you to kind of step up. How does that yep. look for you? Yeah, it's a lot of pressure, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but thank goodness this is my fourth year. So I'm kind of primed and ready for it. If I'm being honest with myself, right? Like, what the hell am I complaining about? Mm -mm. Like, now is this is the year to do it. So or, right. wor or worrying about. Right, exactly. You, yeah. Yeah. Right. And that's that where I have to just kind of get out of that space of, yeah, I'm not the secondary income. I got almost made as much as my husband last year. Right. <laughs> oh, right. hell oh, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm talking about. There yeah. we go. And, see, and again, back to him being supportive. Like he's excited about that because our of whole course. goal getting into real estate was him not having to work To replace so him. Totally to right. replace him. So he was super pumped about that. Yeah. So hopefully I am, I am hoping to make up the entire – uh, extra of his income that he's going to miss by being out on surgery and recovery this year. Dang. Yeah. I know that, we have no doubt that 
a hundred percent. If there is anybody who's going to get it done, you're going to get it done. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it. And, and Larry and me can help. Obviously if he's going to be on bed rest, you know, he's going to have limited what he can do, but yeah. you know, your girls, like you said, they're getting old enough. They can start doing things by themselves oh, yeah. and you know, they're going to have an adult in the house. Right. So that's going to be helpful. Are you excited about that transition or are you just more just nervous? Um, definitely nervous, but very excited. That's what we wanted kind of all along. Plus, I feel like for a while, our life's been on, a little bit on hold because we've, like, I've been talking to you guys about this, these surgeries for oh two my years. Gosh. So, yeah. Right. So I'm so <sighs> ready for, to put them behind us. Uh, COVID and everything kind of threw everything off. We weren't sure if we wanted to be in the hospital at the time and the, so everything was getting canceled. So now right. it's time. And I'm, you know, you guys know me, I'm a super decisive person. So right. I, I don't like limbo at all. Yeah. And I feel like I've been in limbo about this, him having this impending, not working as much thing for a while. It's time. Let's do it. Yeah. Get it over with. Get it done. Get it behind us and move on. And then I'm hoping that he doesn't have to go back to the same, you know, situation. Maybe he can transition into doing something else. Yeah, something a little bit easier on mm-hmm. him. Yeah. yeah. And I was going to say. I know when you were saying two years going back, and I'm sure Laramie's ready just to feel better and be better. Oh yeah, and now because that's worse. yeah. Totally. Oh my god. And gosh. you know, as you guys get older, pain makes you grumpy and tired. And, you know, <laughs> so it's, I'm so ready for him to feel better. Right. Well, when he get when we were saying he's gonna uh, be out, obviously with the surgeries and stuff, I was gonna say put a phone in his hand, start dialing some numbers, right? right. Get him on the totally phone. So let's go. Come on, man. <laughs> list for me he's stuffed mailers he's done so he would totally would too and i, I told it. him he needs to learn about you know cryptocurrency and all that uh, start educating stock market he's been playing a little bit in the stock market there we go so i would like him to do some of that stuff for sure i could see larry me as an early investor in the metaverse yeah exactly <laughs> his Strike love gold for, his love for video games is there for it oh it's so true yep so ashley for because i know this is gonna especially with your reach this is gonna reach a lot of people, a lot of women specifically out there who might be in a similar situation you were four years ago, right? Just sure. getting started yep. or even now, you know, wife, mother, crazy schedule, younger kids who, you know, whatever it is, right? And being like, how the hell does she do it? Or how the hell am I going <laughs> to do it? Right? What would you say to that person who's like over, like overwhelmed oh, yeah. and doesn't think they can do it? Sure. Yeah. Great question. This is my, one of my favorite subjects is, um, I read, I read a lot of books in business and that would be one advice that I have to give is read as much as you can or listen to it, whatever, absorb it because the things that hit you the hardest will stick with you and will shape your decisions. One of the things that I read this year was, um, especially for women, moms going back to work that don't have as much time as anyone else. If, when you choose to do what you're going to do, when you go back to work, plan to be the best at it. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have the most time. You don't have to have the most education or experience. But if you're going to try to do something like real, be a realtor, you're, you need to be the best at it with the time that you have. So if you can't commit to being the best to something, then don't do it. Pick something else mm-hmm. because that's the only way that we can balance everything is to when you're a realtor, be the best realtor. When you're at home with your kids and you're being a mom, be the best mom. When you're um, working, you know, volunteering with Women's Council, <clears throat> excuse me. Be the best volunteer and be the best. If you're going to stand up to be the president-elect of Women's Council Fresno, then you better be the best at it because people are counting on you. Mm. And then I just – I the two of my things that I do every day, partially from I learned from the Clayson Group, was I'm very strict with my calendar. So my Google Calendar is dialed <laughs> in. 
the minute that like when you guys reach out to me or anybody reaches out to me and we book something it immediately goes on my calendar so that I don't drop the ball on it I that doesn't get it doesn't get forgotten because it will and then if I put it in there then I don't have to remember it I don't have to remember to come here Monday at nine o'clock right you just check your calendar exactly I don't carry that around with me I it doesn't stop me from going to sleep at night if I feel out of control with I don't know exactly what's expected of me the next day before I go to bed because I I know a lot of women that are, have trouble sleeping and going to bed at night because our minds are racing. So how, how I do that is everything's on my schedule. If I need to open up my phone and look at my schedule for the next day to make me feel in control of that, and, and then, that then that helps me. Mm. And I'm like, oh, everything's it's booked in. I know what I have to do. I, maybe I have to get up early if I feel like it's a little bit, if I have extra stuff to do, then I do that. Yeah. Yeah. But then I can go to sleep knowing that I have made that decision. And then the second thing would be, um, I have my Panda Planner with me every day. It goes everywhere with me. It, every address for all my escrows, all the buyers that I'm working, everything is in there. The things that I need to do today are in there. And then I check it off. You know, it's different than my calendar because um, I don't have a set time that I'm going to do those things. Mm-hmm. It's when I have time. And it might be 6 o'clock at night. My business happens during the day. That was one commitment I made to my to-do list was my business happens during the day. And we learned early on to do new clients and prospecting first. So I do not let my escrows control my time. I get back to people when I get back to people as far as if it's not on fire, then I, then it can wait. Yeah. I do my prospecting, get, you know, look at houses for my buyers, you know, work on my listing yeah. appointments, stuff like that. And then, um, and then those escrows can happen at, in the afternoon. And then my women's council stuff and my girl scout stuff that has to happen outside of business hours. Mm-hmm. Or if I'm done early for the day, then that can happen then. But it does not happen first. Yeah. My business happens first. And like I said, that's the fun stuff anyways. And if it's not fun, then you, maybe you need to drop it. That yeah. would be my right. suggestion. If, if, if it's 6.30 at night or 7 o'clock at night, you put the kids to bed, and now you have to open up your women's council or whatever it is, if you're not looking forward to doing that, <clears throat> then it might not be the extra thing that you need to do right now. Right. That's interesting. I never even thought about that. And for all of you out there who listen to our scheduling and calendaring podcast last that we week. did last week. Two weeks ago. That was too funny because we were talking about that is like the most important thing that we pulled from the team yep. that is essential to success and stuff. Another 100%. success story right here attributing and talking up scheduling and calendaring. So I think we'll, that's huge. We'll have to do a whole podcast too about the checklist and all that because i know jason does it i've done it you do it absolutely it's important um because otherwise you know if you try to remember that plus you try to remember your escrows plus you try to remember what your calendar is you're like literally just not going to remember anything and you're carrying it around with you you know i read i'm a big mel robbins fan right now and in her uh, the high five habit she talks about carrying a boulder around with you every day it drags down everything you do it's just like bad conversations too. We learned early on if you have something that's hard or you're stressed about, do it first thing in the morning. Just be done with it. And be done with it. It drags you down your energy, like it's attitude, yep. everything. Everything. Oh. Have you noticed that the more experienced you got and the more leadership you've had, you've been able to kind of run your escrows in a less emotional way? Oh, absolutely. I was so emotional in the beginning. I was We so, both were. Oh, we we both were. We were a hot mess. We would have go ups and downs. It was always a roller coaster. Jason would look at us like Chill he would just out. shake his head. <laughs> yeah. It was like, look at your two puppies. Like you need to calm down. Um absolutely. There's very little emotion, you know, that drags me down for very long. I had a pretty big um cancellation this weekend. It was definitely a bummer. Mm-hmm. You know, three years ago, oh my gosh, I probably wouldn't have come into the office for two weeks. I would have hung my head, you know, and sulked in it for a long time yeah instead i had the hard conversations with everybody you know it was a friend so that was even harder 
and I wanted it really bad for her and it just didn't happen. And but I've you learn in emotional maturity in bus- in business that things uh, happen for a reason. Yeah. You force them, it never works out good. I've done things to force things before. I've ended up paying for pods for people to move cuz you know and that still they still weren't happy in the end, right? Because we forced it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've learned a lot about that. Has that helped a lot with your guys' home life too? I know Definitely. I've had problems in the past of bringing work home. Yes. Are you, do you still deal with that or how do you deal with it? So I've learned, I don't rely on my husband to be that emotional, like roller coaster rock with me and my escrows. He likes to hear about them, but I just don't share a lot anymore. I have people in business that I rely on and we can chat about that. And then I also try to, after 3.15 or whatever, I pick up my kids. I try not to carry that with me. Good you on gotta you. got to move on. Yeah, good on you. Yeah. And I'm kind of that personality anyways. Yeah, you're pretty good yeah. at, at <laughs> putting it in a box and putting the box away. Yeah, and then when you come back, good. taking it back out in the morning. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I really am. And I'm usually, I'm g- always good. You know what I mean? And But it definitely was hard in, yeah. in the beginning. We had a lot of emotional. Yeah. But stuff. it's really good because, you know, it's it's a learning curve. Uh, and you make more money the the need for every escrow goes down oh it's so true and i think Mm -hmm. clients can feel that when all of a sudden you're helping them you're not helping them because you need to make that next dollar it's like hey look whether or not you close or not doesn't mean i can't pay my house or i can't buy my starbucks today proving yourself (laughs) i'm not proving myself right i'm here to help you like that's all i'm here to do and if it doesn't make sense that's okay yes that's really cool and again putting the people first i feel like if the minute you lose sight about that this is a huge purchase for them or you know, you are the further in the business too. You pick up on smaller things, like maybe they don't love this house as much as they think they. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, are we forcing it a little bit? Are we acting a little too fast? Are are we priced a little wrong? You know, we listen to the feedback and the feeling of the situation more than just driving it forward. Yeah. I've also learned to um, be the control person in every situation, in every escrow as well. Like, I'll usually be three ste- steps ahead. In the beginning, I felt like I sat back and was like, oh, if they're not asking me for this contingency removal, then we're good. We're just going to, you know, yeah. sit back and wait for them to ask. And now yeah. I just I'm on top of everything. What Scott and I always say is making sure the ball is in somebody else's court. 100%. We, do, we do that for our rentals with property property management. But same with escrows, like, right? Like being three steps ahead, yep. making sure somebody's not tracking you down for something because yes. you've already done it or it's already done. Yeah. And that's the key to our schedule, right? Um, not very little in my world is ever on fire and you know what I mean? And then there's other yeah. agents and other people in business in general where a lot of stuff's on fire all the time. All the time. <laughs> and that's what, and that's, and, and you, like, for instance, you can't push off your escrow until 11, right? Cause I'm not talking about pushing them off until three o'clock, but I mean like one thing we have to do is we have to take care of new business first in the morning and I can wait till 11 o'clock to look at my escrow emails because nothing's on fire and all my stuff is in. Yeah. Right. So, and we're ahead of schedule and that is a big secret to, you know, having the busy schedule that I do because nothing's ever really on fire. Yeah. And it's in somebody else's court usually. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, sure. Ashley, do you mind plug in all your social media stuff, plug <laughs> anything, ways people can reach out to contact you. If they have questions, throw your social media handles out there, tell people who you are. Sure. Thank you. So yeah, I got a lot going on. So uh, my Instagram <laughs> is ashley.full underscore realtor. Perfect. Along, but if you just look, look up Ashley Full, I think I'm the only Ashley Full. We also follow you. So you look in our <laughs> there friends. You go. Exactly. It'll be there. Anything that they're involved with, I'm definitely following them and keeping track for sure. Big fans. 
Um, and then that's my personal and my professional. And then on Facebook, it's the same thing. Ashley Full, Ashley Full Realtor. Uh, I do have a podcast that I'm getting started. Yeah, Ooh. let's talk about it. Yeah, plug it. Oh, Clarity Collaboration is what it's called, or Clarity Collab. Clarity Ooh, Collab. I like it. Yes. I like it. We're helping women in business create clarity in their lives about scheduling goals, habits, procrastination, mm-hmm. like just all those. We felt like there was a big uh, blank space for women in, for intelligent business ideas and realistic, you know, problems that you come up with. Not hmm. just the not just the foofy, fluffy hmm. stuff, but the real stuff. Mm-hmm. We have a financial advisor, uh, a lender, and myself, a realtor, on there. So it's a great balance. That nice. is awesome. Two moms and a young and a young girl get just getting started. So it's a good balance. When's all this gonna kick off? So last Monday was our first episode. Okay. Today launches episode number two. Ooh, yes. There we go. And then we're we like to have fun with it, just like you guys. Um, we are drinking while we're doing our podcast. Oh. So we did. <laughs> that is something we have not implemented, but oh, after hearing fun. it, that, 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 that bullet, is awesome. That bullet ride is yes. sitting there. We can make it work. Oh my gosh, how is it still sitting there? Um, so our first one was mimosas and mindsets, and then oh. episode two that launches today is goals and gimlets. Ooh. And those gimlets were tasty. I like it. So we have a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. But we're, you know, um, have a lot of big issues we talk about and stuff. So pretty cool. And, and you guys were definitely my inspiration. Uh, well, we're thank glad you. to hear that, that. Yeah, that means a lot. Where are you guys publishing it? Spotify. Or Spotify. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think we're pretty much everywhere, but like Spotify yeah. is the main. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. Sweet. So awesome. give her a follow, give her a like, a listen, a review. We've got a. Give it a five star rating. Of we got we got to make up. We're behind. You, <laughs> I know. You've been pumping our podcast for years. <laughs> nope. Yep. It's easy. You guys are good content. Well, Ashley, thank you for coming in today. I know it's it always feels like it's been too long. Obviously, all of us starting together on the team. Yeah. And, um, that stuff. We always love seeing you. Always love catching up with you. And we hope all of you guys out there listening or watching took a lot of value from today's episode. Um, like Scott said, shoot Ashley a follow, like, review on her podcast. Stay tuned. Um, and we'll be back next week with some more content. So thanks again, Ashley. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me.